Uh, you found us on a Thursday evening, and welcome to Cashing in the Northwest. I don't know if you know it, but I do. This is the only podcast from the birthplace of geocaching in the great Pacific Northwest. Each week, we're going to talk about caches and cachers from here and all around the globe. So while you're trying to figure out what sound Siamese elephants joined at the trunk make, will be caching in the Northwest. Uh, I believe that's... And of course, that sound means it's time to bring in our masquerading macaque. Some say he's so bright, the sun seeks shade from him. Others say he's overly attached to a lamp. All we know is he's called Len Monkey. Good times. Well, hey, did you also know that uh, every once in a while they'd bring a little monkey out and he'd walk along the trunks? Yeah. And dance a little merengue. Dance the merengue, yeah. yeah. <laughs> dance with me, Lampy. Yeah. Hey, I'm attached to a lamp too. It's a Linux Apache MySQL PHP box, but that's a whole other story. Ah, uh, I love lamp. Yes. Actually, it's not, is it? It's the same story. There you go. And uh, for those who are listening to the show who maybe didn't get the elephant references, obviously GSM X2, GSM times two got it. Uh, <laughs> I can see in the chat already a reference there. We were referring to the passing of absolute comedy legend Tim Conway uh, and one of his best um, episode or best uh, situations of destroying yeah. the Carol Burnett show. <laughs> Just Google Tim Conway elephant and yeah. sit back and enjoy. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> GSMX2. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the little the guy's done. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, hey, guys, thank you for joining us tonight. It is a Thursday night. It is a podcast night. I get to hang out with two of my best friends, and we get to talk to a whole bunch of other friends, you guys who are listening to us, about geocaching and geocaching-related topics, and that is fun for us. We hope it's fun for you. Tonight, we're going to talk about going geocaching in a situation where you maybe don't have cell service. Either you're out of range or worse, you're ah, roaming um, so we've got some thoughts to share about that, and we'll get into that in just a few moments. But of course, we want to start off, as always, with a quick reminder that we appreciate the support of our patrons who help to keep this podcast coming each and every week. And uh, particular thanks to the Land Sharks, our corporate Denali level sponsor. Now, if folks, if you would like to know more about supporting the show, just click that Patreon link over there on the cachingnw.com website. I think that's my. I, I think you're up, buddy. Yeah. Hey, you know what we like? We like the glow and we need your glows because, well, you can never have enough glows. What is a glow, you may ask? Why, simple. That's a geocaching log of the week. Whether you wrote it or whether you read it, we want to hear about it because great logs simply make geocaching better. Send an email or field recording to feedback at cachingnw.com. Call into 253-693-TFTC or use the voicemail tool right there on the website. This is some, somewhere right there on the website. Show us how you glow. That's right. And this glow, well, not only commenting in the chat about destroying the cast of the Carbonate Show, but also submitting glows. And thank you for submitting glows. This one's from GSM Times 2. And the glow is... From Fu Manchu found Estacion Central de Ferrocarril. That's uh, GC7JVMW. How about that? 
The log reads, this was my first smiley in Paraguay and one of my all-time top ground zero experiences. I caught the 30-3 bus from my hotel directly to ground zero. The driver dropped me just steps away. I approached the railroad track knowing that the past 10 cashers or so had logged DNFs, posted photo logs, left a throwdown replacement, and stuffed signed notepaper in the hidey hole once the replacement got stuck in place. As there are only two physical caches in Asuncion, with the other having a string of DNFs, I was determined to free the jammed cache. Within minutes of my arrival, I realized I was not likely to walk away with a smiley. Standing in full sun with a temperature just over 38C, 100F, that I had already bloodied five knuckles across four fingers on the rusted steel at the narrow, obstructed opening to the hidey hole. While racking my brain for the date of my last tetanus shot, I realized I had to find a smarter way to confirm the presence of, and hopefully retrieve, the cash. In my poking and prodding, I was reassured I was in the right spot, thanks to recovering a signed scrap of paper left by the most recent finder as their log. I also felt something smooth at the bottom of the hidey hole, so I positioned my iPhone as best I could to work the camera lens into a decent angle to hopefully capture something, and it did. I could clearly identify a plastic canister with rolled paper inside. But how to get it to move? As a traveler, I was sadly taught free, so I scavenged the immediate area, locating a safety pin and some fishing line. I thought to myself, I'm going to MacGyver the crap out of this. And I got to work. I was successful in moving the container back and forth, but was still unable to raise it or rotate it, which one or the other was necessary for retrieval. The sun was cooking my bald, previously sunburned pate, and all I could think was, there's got to be a smarter way. And then... I heard my solution. Three boys, ranging from six to eight years old, were walking by. I needed their small hands, so in embarrassingly poor broken Spanish, I explained that I was a pirate, and I was willing to trade a crisp dollar bill worth nearly 6,000 guaranis for the tesoro treasure hidden within. I showed them the photo on my iPhone, and wide-eyed and laughing, they went to town. One would try for a few seconds before being pushed out of the way by another. All of the commotion drew more kids, and eventually there were more than a dozen. High up the ante to two bucks, furthering the frenzy until there was sudden silence. One of the older kids had the container in hand, and all of the other kids were looking at him as if he was holding the cure to cancer. I snapped a few photos and paid the boy for recovering the treasure, which I stamped and replaced in the hidey hole to a collective gasp from the boys. I told them that others will come from around the world seeking the same treasure. They seemed to be intrigued, possibly by the notion of future dollar bills, and dispersed as I walked away, leaving the cash alone. But then again, I may have just scored LTF on the cash as the site is definitely burned in the community. Some of the kids walked with me for a few blocks toward the next cache, but peeled off one by one the further we got from their turf, leaving me alone in my pursuit of Tesora Pirata. That would wow. be pirate treasure. That is quite the log. That's great. <laughs> if I should ever make it to Paraguay, I will try to go find that. I, I have to admit, I'm curious how GSM times two came across this log. So <laughs> definitely. Yes, I'd it, love to hear about that. It does seem interesting. Uh, 
I happened to go look at the actual listing and it has been disabled, but it was found several times after this log. So okay. there you go. So it wasn't the LTF. Apparently not. That's no. Awesome. Not quite. Maybe the STLAF. Ooh. <laughs> hey guys, if you want to add anything to tonight's show, use the hashtag Rome. That's R-O-A-M. Yeah. You not can, R-O-M-E. You can roam if you want to. Roam around the world. And of course, don't forget to use hashtag FATAS. That's for the after show to bring up a topic for the after show as Corey ad infinitum has already done. Thank you very much. We have such a great oh, teacher's um, pet teacher's pet. <laughs> well, we have such a great group of chatters. <laughs> listener, li- live listeners. Sure, we, go. There there we, go. Go. we knew you'd get there eventually. We were just letting you hang out there for a while. Yeah, thanks. Don't. Did... <laughs> you feeling the support? <laughs> I was going to say earlier on when uh, when there was the awkward silence and you, oh, is it my line? I thought, hey, that's my line. Like just not paying attention to the show, and then all of a sudden, going, oh, was I supposed to talk? There's a show. I thought we were just hanging out and chatting. Yeah. Where's my beer at? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Do we have, I don't think we have any news today. I think we're just going to get into the topic. You know, there is some interesting news coming from GCHQ. What's that? Have you heard about virtual rewards 2.0? I have. I saw the subject line passed through my inbox. I have not yet opened yes. email. <laughs> so there is a blog post about it. Of course, you know, emailed to. Uh, premium members as well. Uh, go check it out. If you've now, there are some stipulations. You have to have an active cache. You've have to have found a cache within a certain time. Your cache has to have twenty five or more, or your caches have to have twenty five or more favorite points. Hmm. And you could not have received virtual rewards one point mm-hmm. Remember how we used to call them the new virtuals, right? You, you can't now, do 1.0, that. 2.0. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, technically, so, I qualify, so I'm. I I went. I, I got the email, and I I clicked the apply button. So I guess I'm in the lottery. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So, give it a shot. They're going to do another four thousand virtual rewards. Interesting. Uh, they have some sort of, not quite algorithm, but system to, uh, distribute them throughout countries. So. I read that. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. It, so they're so not going to random. It's random kind of within the countries. They're only going to give, you know, so many per country and those countries that are have less geocache development or are uh, weighted higher than those that have much okay. geocache development. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'm going to go out on a limb and say some people won't like it and there will be controversy. Uh, no, not in the geocaching community. Oh, just in the blogs. Just, just, just in the forums. Yeah. yeah, just in the forums. Yeah, you'll uh, never find forums. a file. There's a wild guess. I could be wrong. Phil. Okay. Uh yes. The the Obi Wan quote. Yeah. yeah, I like that. That's that's applicable. Now, let's get to the topic. Okay. Because, you know, I'm convinced nobody on this podcast is going to get a virtual reward because well you know that would seem like favoritism because you know we are the only podcast from the birthplace of geocaching yeah um (laughs) let's go on to say that land monkey received a question recently over social media from curious kdb 
that says, could you discuss caching in a different country when you don't have cell service? Hold on. I need to gasp. <gasps> I'm specifically thinking about a webcam cache in Victoria, but this would also apply to where I go and the new adventure labs. You know, great question because, mm-hmm. you know, it's summertime. We're getting ready for summer travel and that could involve going across the border where you may not have data or it could be expensive. What are we going to do? Yeah. And, and we have listeners. Yeah. We do know we have, we have listeners in countries other than Canada and the United States. Um, gasp again. <gasps> but uh, thank you. That was very good on cue gasping. But the reality is more and more caches are caching by smartphone and not GPS anymore. Mm-hmm. And there's certain things that uh, become more challenging when you're doing that. So there are certain things that become more challenging when you're caching only by smartphone. There's certain things that become more challenging when you're caching only by GPSR. So there's a growing number of people who tend to do both or who learn to be quite adept with offline smartphone caching, which is not all apps support that. But That's it's right. But it's important to to know that that's a thing if you're it is a thing it is a thing now i know that with my cell coverage across the border i just get a text message just welcome to canada have fun so (laughs) i don't have that issue we send that to everybody jim (laughs) yeah that's our official greeting okay Uh, i'm gonna let that go but (laughs) some people don't get that so apparently you don't send it to everybody oh well then we only send it to the people we like jim Hmm. How come I got it? Oh, wait, no. Because we like you. Yeah. So border security says, welcome to Canada. Have fun. Here's your data. Since I personally know one of the three podcast hosts is bitter about contests because he lives in a country where they're not allowed to win. Do you have maybe advice for people that are going to Canada specifically? So, yeah, I mean, we talked just a little bit or I talked a little bit there about smartphone caching and offline smartphone caching. So usually if you're going to cross an international border into another country, you've actually thought about this a little bit before you approach the border. I I would advise you. Yeah, I would hope. (laughs) Um, So given all of that. And as I was saying, offline caching, offline caching is going to be is going to solve a bunch of this stuff, but you know, a couple of things were brought up. Um, and specifically, I, I, I think this is going to be kind of interesting to get into it. Um, where I goes adventure labs and webcams and all three of those pose different challenges when you're doing offline cheap, uh, uh, smartphone caching, but, um, you're talking more about service providers. So assuming that you want to roam, uh, into Canada, Generally, our our service providers will pick up um, most U.S. Um, us carriers. Carriers, thank you. And you'll you should be able to in most scenarios if you if your U.S. carrier has roaming services available to it. So you you got to look at your own smartphone plan. This is yeah. I guess what I'm saying. I'm really going around this a long roundabout way, but so look into your own plan. Can I interject? Yeah. If you're going from the U.S. to Canada yeah, and you have the international plan, 
it could be 20, 10 to $25 a day. If anything, it could be zero to $25 a day yeah. to use your existing data in another country. Uh, if you don't have that plan, it could be dollars per megabyte. It, it can megabyte. be super, megabytes super go by quickly. Yeah. And, and I can, I can relate to some experiences or I can relate to some experiences I've had before I had the roaming service as part of my plan. When I've come down to the U S to try to do a webcam and didn't really think about it before I went. Uh, I mean, I knew I was going to the U S so I had my passport and all that stuff, but I got to the site and I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm going to need data. So I thought, well, I'll bite the bullet and I'll just, you know, I'll pay for it when I get home. How much could it possibly be? So you'd activated your Nexus card? Yeah, I had activated my Nexus okay, card. Okay, just checking. Just checking. Um, Not everybody and, does. Yeah. And it's, to it's Chris's really point, my, my webcam turned out to be an incredibly expensive webcam. Um, so I would suggest you don't just cross the border and say, oh, I'll figure it out when I, when I get there. I really strongly advise if you think you're going to be caching in a different country, Look into one of two things, either um, adding roaming to your existing package mm -hmm. with your service provider, which may be the easiest thing to do, or the idea of picking up a SIM card to put in your phone in the other country, which also works, but can be a bit of a pain in the ass. So your mileage may vary on that scenario, but those would basically- a third option- oh, What's that? Is pick up a mobile hotspot from a carrier in the country. Hmm. These are readily available in airports. You come in, you you know, as you're waiting for your luggage, you stop and you hit a uh, an electronics store or something like that that will be able to rent one to you. You can return it there when you uh, are ready to leave, and they're quite affordable. Again, it's the same place you're going to get that SIM to put in there to use the data. Cool. Uh, but this doesn't change your cell phone number. So right. if you need to be reached, your cell phone number is still working, but you can just use it as your data hotspot. But if somebody phones you and you're not roaming and you take the call, it's going to still be an expensive phone call. Right. So. But you can still be contacted. But you can, absolutely. Right. So here you'd have to text and or somehow communicate that, hey, here's my phone number for this weekend while I'm out caching. Oh, okay. Yeah, GSM um, times two asked yeah. uh, how much approximately it was um, for my very expensive webcam. It was about two hundred dollars Canadian. Wow, to get one webcam image. So wow. like yeah, that was US. not cool. Hmm. Sorry, it was it so like five bucks US now. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. No, was it a milestone? Was it worthwhile? Was it worth it? Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did I learn a really big lesson? Yep. So it wasn't it wasn't high five over i five. That one might be worth it. Yeah. Might. Yeah, it might be. Might yeah, be. After how many years we've Yeah, I finally got that one. So yeah, congratulations um, on that so as thanks. well. So to 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 summarize all of this for the too long didn't listen folks, <laughs> it depends. <laughs> there you go. Well thanks, folks. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, yeah, it depends. You might have I would say though, really, my number one piece of advice would be either go with the the idea Chris provided of using a mobile hotspot or just add roaming, like look into adding roaming, international roaming to your current service provider plan. Um, for mine, I had done a phone upgrade and ended up um, with the opportunity to upgrade my plan. And I looked at it and I, I've been with the same provider for quite a while. So I'll, 
I just got on the phone with their service folks and said, hey, look, I've been with you for this long. I don't want to change. So here's what my requirements are. I want international roaming. I want this. I basically went through my list of requirements. And they said, okay, well, here's what we can do. We negotiated out something in the end that gave me really what I needed. Did you uh, go into the store with like a white on white tie and say, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> what we're gonna do. <laughs> Let me tell you how it's going to be. <laughs> I didn't try that approach, but that might work also. Wits and oh, available for your cell phone negotiations. That's, that's not Canadian, is it? <laughs> uh, no, we're a friend white and red. accent. Yeah, it would be a white and red suit. But yeah. you know, Don yeah. Cherry, big maple leaves on your suit. Yeah. Do you know who Don Cherry is? If I say Don I, Cherry, I don't. Sorry. Uh, so there's something that you guys can Google after this. I'll have trip. to Google that. I'm going to yeah. go Google it right now. Just but a, okay. But, but in my Canadian homework research, I want you to know. Sadly, I'm bittersweet. I enjoyed it, but it was sad. I have reached the end. I have now watched all six seasons of Corner Gas on Amazon Prime. So I did they to, have the film as well? I need to, well, not, not yet. I haven't watched that yet. I've watched the TV series now. Awesome. Yeah, but uh, need to find the the movie. You're almost, you're almost a, an official adopted Canadian. Well, yeah, almost as much as Oscar Leroy was an official American for one episode. <laughs> nice work, Jackass. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to Adventure Labs. Let's well, back that. up one more. There is yeah. a fourth option I forgot. Oh, wait. Phone a friend or message a friend in a country before you go? Uh, maybe five options. Uh, <laughs> it, okay, so the fourth option involves a friend. Either okay. that friend can turn his phone into a hotspot for you and use their data at a reasonable rate, or you just grab the friend's phone and say, hey, I need to log into the... Uh, this site and log this cache for me. You could do that. I was thinking you could message the cache owner before you, if you know you're going to go there and you want a specific webcam, message the cache owner. Maybe they'll come, maybe come out and meet you or host an event when you get there. Ooh. <laughs> the yeah, there you but you cannot state or stipulate that you're hosting the event for the purpose of getting the cache. So you got to be sneaky. You know, okay. I've seen Charlie. several events that says we're going to go do this cache. You know, we're going to meet up here and off we go. But, hey, wow. I, I Googled Don Cherry and these look like pictures of Kev MacD. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. Oh, I'm sure he's going to appreciate that. Don't, don't you have a phone call coming up from Kev MacD sometime <laughs> soon? This is going to be, I, I want to be a fly on the wall for that. I one. just remember the suit that he wore to the Christmas party is all I'm referring That's to. That's right. Well, and it was a very Don Cherry-esque suit. Yes, absolutely. Yes, so. I have seen him in much tamer uh, clothing than that Christmas party, but that was, <laughs> that one was memorable. There you go. Uh, awesome. All right. So um, we've talked about different options of borrowing phones, stealing phones, renting things, adding service to your existing service package. Clicking, double clicking, the bits <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> Email. Yes, reading it. We've covered it all. Okay. Oh, we didn't cover Adventure Labs. Oh, we didn't. There's a whole new app for that, from what I understand. I don't even know if you can do it offline. I'm going to propose that you can't, as a general rule, do it offline. Unless you're German? Unless you're... (laughs) Well, they're online. They're just, they don't have to go there, apparently. Yeah, some stories we've heard. Oh, dear. We love the German listeners, but... I've never been there, but... 
but you guys gotta you, you guys gotta recognize that there is at least a portion of the cashers in your country who have a bad yeah, rep it's so. not what armchairs are for yeah oh dear all right so yes um adventure lab so i'm zipping it <laughs> you <laughs> german heritage i feel like i can do this anyway i love the germans you're the one that brought it up in the before we went on the air i am i, I love the germans <laughs> Don't talk about the war. Okay. Uh, Adventure Labs. So, um, <laughs> little Waldorf salads. <laughs> terminology. Uh, the product that colloquially was known as um, Lab Caches or Ad Adventures is now called Adventure Labs. Their individual or group of Lab Caches that um, are placed to take you on an adventure uh, through in any particular area. And we were discussing this before the show. Um, in my experience, the couple that I've done have been geofenced, but you, they don't have to be. Um, but I think more and more people would geofence them. And that would be the piece that would really kind of screw you up trying to um, use these, use a, use a phone to do it somehow. That's right. So just to let you know, in March of 2019, that's, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, the web player for lab caches and GPX downloads have been retired, right? Oh. So the Adventure Lab app gives the adventure creators the freedom to experiment with media-rich storytelling. It also allows for linear storytelling and a requires finders to log at the physical location. These features are incompatible with the option to download and store location details in advance to a GPS device. While we're still exploring ways to share coordinates using methods that do not detract from the creator's desired experience and would respect location requirements and linear storytelling. Some, some big fancy words there. Um, to say, no, you really can't do it anymore. Yeah, um, GSM times two asked geofence, and what we mean is that you you're forced to log it at a certain set of coordinates. You have to be at the coordinates on your data on your phone in order to log it. If you're not there, it won't let you log it. That's what geofencing. That's what we mean by that. Yeah, we don't um, mean like using swords while you're out geocaching. Oh, but that would be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, that's, that's a hobby I could get into. Yeah, that you know, first to find. <laughs> yeah, it would get it's way more interesting. Uh, yeah, whole new. I was second to find and spent three months in the hospital. Uh, my name is Inigo Montoya. <laughs> you stole my cash. cash. Prepare to die. die. <laughs> um, now, I had read somewhere else that geofencing or the location requirement or the look the option to have you at an area within the location is optional. Uh, it doesn't sound like it from the, the little bit that I just read there, but I believe that is optional. I mean, if you're thinking of doing a mega, let's say you're going to go over to uh, Germany and you want to do this giga event because they have, you know, dozens there every year. It seems I love the Germans. Um, and you know, while you're there, they have 8,000 lab caches for the giga event because that's standard for a giga event. I, I love the Germans. You know, 
boy, it would be really nice if I got the answers, wrote them down. And when I got back to the U.S., then I could put them into the phone and log all those 8,000 lab caches. But I don't think that's going to happen. You no. like the Germans? I like the Germans. Okay. How do you feel about the Germans, though? Mm, sprechen kein Deutsch. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. He's been on Berlin. Right yeah. Yeah. I'm a donut. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm hungry. Oh, <laughs> uh, you were hungry before. I'm always hungry. All right. So, so, so we talked about international roaming and all kinds of inter things. How about inter cash puzzles? Ah. Can we so talk we, about that on a family show? Yeah, we can. Okay, it's when a mommy puzzle and a daddy puzzle love each okay. other very much. Um, Oh gosh, what have we got going on here? So if we're talking You're about lost now. <laughs> caches, yeah, a little bit. So if we're talking about inner caches, and this is one of the things that's it, it relates a bit to the idea of talking about um, where I goes, but it, it, there is a, an important difference. So if you haven't done an intercache before, you haven't heard of it before, it's like a where I go, except you have to play it online at the location you're at. Mm. Um, so a where I go, as a lot of us know, the way that you get around not having data or roaming and doing where I go is you download the where I go in advance, either to a where I go supporting GPSR or the app on your phone. So Mrs. Monkey and I do this all the time. If we know we're going to go find a where I go somewhere and it's on our list of things to do. We just pre-download the cartridge onto the phone or the tablet, and then you can do it when you're there. No problem. No problem, Bob. But an inner cache, you need to actually run it live online. So it's like a basically it's a it's a where I go that you have to run live online while you're there. Yeah. Right? Sum it up. It's Bob? a web page you go to that is location sensitive. There you go. Cool. Uh GSM times two says in the chat, uh, the adventure labs. And the GPS maze must be logged before leaving the campus of the university where the maze will be. So there's some geofencing on those ones as well. Then. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting that the GPS adventure maze must be logged that way too. Yeah. Yeah. I wow. think I've only done one where I go and that one was really easy. Cause I just rode around in the cash owner's car with him. While... <laughs> well, that works. That worked. He... Were you with us when the, did the where I go for the uh, Geo Woodstock in Seattle? We had to go downtown, talk to a bartender. It doesn't sound familiar. Okay. Anyway, um, it's a good idea to download the where I goes before you go out anyway. You could be somewhere with, you know, not great data service, and then you're there and you can't accomplish what you're trying to do. Uh, especially if it's a mega event, you know, the cell towers could be overwhelmed and you're not able to download the data. Now, these cartridges are very small. Uh, they download quickly when you have a good connection. It's not a big deal. But, you know, just just like caching maps and coordinates offline, it's just a good idea to have those yeah. pre-downloaded when you go out to spend a day of doing where I goes. And from my experience with cartridges, the best thing to do is to go and then insert them. Yes, but just, only you know how to clean oh, your Your cartridge. friend cannot blow on your cartridge and, and then play yeah. the game. It doesn't work. It doesn't work, yeah. 
Wow. Flashback to the 80s there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, GSM times two was uh, clarifying one thing. Uh, I think you may have misunderstood that he was saying the Adventure Labs are the GPS maze. He was saying that the Adventure Labs, there are Adventure Labs at the GPS maze at Geowoodstock in Texas, Geowoodstock 17. And you can't leave the university gotcha. campus. Gotcha. And then log them. You have to log them while you're there. So perhaps there's free Wi-Fi at the university campus. There is at most university campuses. Yeah, a lot of universities have that. Right. So that's an option. You could sit down at a place, you know, with it where you have signal, enter those in. Um, Starcasher says another option might be a pay-as-you-go burner phone uh, in the country and mm -hmm. activate it and download your appropriate geocaching apps and data. And, and again, I would think, uh, you get the burner phone, make it your hotspot and then you can use your existing phone, but either way. Also you know, helpful if you're a spy. Yes. They're always using burner phones. And then they throw them away. They break them. They smash yeah. them. Yeah. They never burned them. No, but I would highly recommend stomping it with your foot when you're done using it. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Yes. I think that's what you're supposed to do. Because we all know that if you break the screen, the phone is incredibly useless. Yeah. yeah. And can never, no data can ever be recovered from a broken a phone with a broken screen. Yeah. You Absolutely. might cut your finger when you slide to unlock. <laughs> <laughs> I hate oh, it. That that's it. I'm done. Yeah. I'll never get data off of this. <laughs> Danger. Um, at that point, cover the screen with packing tape and you can slide away. There you go. Hey, um, one more. Uh, I'm going to grab out of the chat. Dormore just shared. And I know that she was just in South America. So she's got some relevant experience. Oh. She said, I kept my old smartphone, got it unlocked and used it when I went to South America with a prepaid local SIM card. So that oh, was, right. I think, option three or four we were talking about earlier. Right. Uh, uh, maybe what she's saying is instead of swapping SIM cards, you have your current phone with this current number. And instead of picking up a burner, if you have an old phone, um, uh, make sure yeah. it's unlocked and then you can do this. And that that's some more great advice. So you guys yeah. in the chat always have great ideas. So it really helps. Dora Moore, can we ask one more favor from you? Thank you for that incredible, incredibly good information. Where did you get the SIM card? Did you pick one up at the airport or did you go to a phone store once you were in country? I think it and was a flag in the work, cache. Or did it work across multiple countries or were you only in one? Give us a little more detail. There you go. Awesome. Uh, and Brylang shared that, uh, yeah, some smartphones do have dual SIM card slots, and so you don't need to swap any out at all. Um, Dormar said her daughter obtained the card for her in advance before she arrived. Okay. So there you go. Um and Brelang's right, but not all smartphones have that. It was something I was looking at when we bought our newest phone. Um, I was thinking about going to a different manufacturer and model of phone than the one that I did end up getting because I thought, oh, maybe I'll do the dual SIMs. But the more I looked into it and then I started looking into, like I said, negotiating my, uh, mm -hmm. my service offering and I was able to maintain the same monthly cost and get more service. So... I got what I wanted out of it. So I thought, oh, no, I'm good. You know, I've heard about dual SIM smartphones for years. I don't think they're all that common. I haven't seen a lot in the wild. No, the, I had to really shop around to find yeah. a couple. Yeah. Uh, they are now talking about eSIMs, where they're going to have SIMs built into the phone and then have a SIM card 
slot still as well. So it right. gives you that dual SIM like capability. Um, so your SIM would be firmware then? Is that it kind of yeah, and and not replaceable. Hmm. So. Not sure. I'm a big fan of that, but it's followed closely by the SIM scanner of the guy in the train next to you that and programs his phone to be yours. Never mind. They yeah. do that all the time. They clone the phones in the spy movies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all you have to do is be within, you know, like 18 city blocks of it. Oh yeah. It looks really simple. Yeah. I'm sure you can buy that stuff on eBay. Sure. Um, Red Poster also said that his experience with getting a SIM card when he went to a different country, he said, I got a new SIM card at the airport in Madrid when I went to Spain. So there you go. And that's what I've seen most of the time. You can get it right there at the airport. That doesn't require any extra finagling. Ah, yes. And oftentimes you can, yes, you can contact them ahead of time. Say, hey, I'm coming through, Um, you know, get this ready for me. Cool. So there's a bunch of different options. Your mileage may vary. There's... <laughs> Uh, you can consider the different options. I would still always suggest to look into roaming add-ons for your current service offering, but also, you know, other ideas have been thrown out that are really great ideas. If you've got an older phone, look at making sure it's unlocked and pick up a, a SIM for the country you're traveling in. But I think the number one thing, the most important thing is just be aware that this is a thing and, plan out which of these these options works best for you. Yeah, be prepared and host an event with the stipulation of everybody who comes has to give you a little <laughs> bit of data to be able to log your geocache. There you go. Just collect all the data, put it in a bit bucket and take it with you. Mm -hmm. Nice. I don't think that's how it works. It's not how any of this works. <laughs> awesome. Well, do we want to uh we well, go to our oh, what do you got? I wanted to thank the listeners. How? Oh, let's do that. We like thank the you. listeners. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Caching in the Northwest. Now, next week we're going to talk about the Tri City Geocoin Challenge 2019. In mm. fact, I think we're going to talk about that in the after show as well. But we'll have more detail because we'll have Jen here to talk about that, and uh, it's going to be exciting. After that, on the 30th, we are going to do some Geo Woodstock updates. Cool. Yeah, because that'll be right after Geo Woodstock 17 in, in Texas there. That's Homa, right? Nope. No, that's no, that's, that's the Geo Coin Fest. Is that's Geo Coin Fest. Yeah. It's so Fort Worth. All those places down south. They all almost to me. Houston. Yeah. Yeah. But Unless you're on a subway in New York and then it's Houston Street. <laughs> Don't ask me why. All right. I don't know why. Well, we've got some great shows coming up and we hope you guys will join us for those as well. I, of course, want to also take a moment to thank Landsharks, our corporate Denali level sponsor. Landsharks.ca is the outdoor adventure and geocaching store. Check them out online or go in person and visit their store in Victoria, British Columbia. They are open six days a week except holidays and they ship online orders daily. We also want to thank our faithful Denali level supporters. That's Landsharks, JP's Geo Designs, Bounce Bounce, Limax, Team Squirrel, and WorldCaching.com. If you want to know more about supporting the show, head on over to the Patreon link on one side of this screen or the other or above it or below it. And uh, that would be on the CachingNW.com website. Give it a little clickety-click-click. -click and 
you will have the opportunity to have us read your name every episode and just try and kill some time so you can get a nice big breath. <laughs> Broncos fan for life, Sprouter, Camp Clan, Tick Magnet, Kev Mac D, Subway Mark, Dormore, Dune Bit, Buddy, Kid Vegas 19, Geo Nafros. Crap. All right, I'm screwed. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know why I tripped over Dune Buddy. I never do that. All right. So I'm going to start over again. Can you I start can't say again? that anymore. I know. This is the first time I didn't do it. Can I start over again? I suppose if you have to. Yes. Mulligan. <laughs> Broncos fan for life. Sprouter, Camp Clan, Tick Magnet, Kev Mac D, Subway Mark Dormore, Dune Buddy, Kid Vegas 19, Geo Nav Pros, Wino Seattle, Acrodoc, Billy Robson, Gene Neist, and Teus Keats 94, Trexer Zero, MC3, Cats, Kennel Barb, M Nerve, Wet Coaster, and Green Words. Segey Hove, I'm, I'm screwed. All right, Alarovic, Keepers of the Cash Flow, Highlands Guy, and the Geo Travelers. Wow, maybe I just can't do it anymore. Maybe we, the list has gotten too long. We, we all have monkey. issues from time to time. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <coughs> if reading the Patreon paid list takes more than four hours, <laughs> consult your physician. <laughs> yeah. Hey, until next week, Len Monkey, where can people find you? I, you know what? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope, always posting cool adventures. Follow us at LandMonkeyGC right up there on my screen. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook under Team Land Monkey. And of course, YouTube. We've been putting out a whole bunch of episodes lately. We are trying to wrap up season two so we can get into season three and share our Caribbean geocaching adventures with you. So find us on YouTube at L-A-N-M-O-N-K-E-Y Land Monkey on YouTube. And that's where we're at. With Zen, my friend, where you at? Right here. You can find me Twitter, Facebook, geocaching.com, message center. You know, that's still a thing. I get messages there fairly regularly. Just look for Wits End. It's got a Z right in the center. It does. Chris of the Northwest. Oh, on Twitter and Facebook, you can look for Caching NW. Instagram, it's Caching in the Northwest. Better yet, head on over to cachingnw.com slash host. You know what? We have bios there and we updated them once and we can find all the links that we just mentioned. But most of all, we want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Cashing in the Northwest. Don't forget that you can be part of the show. Call into 253-693-TFTC. Leave us a comment. Ask us a question or load our GPSRs any time of the day or night. Of course, you can email us at feedback at cachingnw.com. Support helps keep quality shows coming. If you like the show, click the Patreon link on the CachingNW.com website and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Give us a thumbs up or review. The show is produced by Chris Umfenauer, Jim Paulwitz, and Jay Kennedy. The show is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license, copyright 2019 by Chris Umfenauer. And stay tuned for The After Show. And wit's end, it's like you're here. <laughs> Even if you're not here. It's kind of like I'm here. The after show. Yeah, you're I, here. I'm not even sure I'm here some nights. Oh. <laughs> well, we're glad you are. Well, thanks. It's good to be here. All right. Not sure I was going to be, but. <clears throat> Geo Travelers wants to know, are we the tipping point for the one breath spiel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, I don't know what the tipping. I, I screwed up really early. And then my. I don't know. I was just off and. That's it. I'm done. The streak is broken. Brian says you're off the hook. You never need to do it in one breath ever again.
Oh, is that how that works? We broke the monkey. <laughs> Shocked the monkey anyways. Oh, don't you know you gotta? Yeah. So I've got some fatas. <gasps> Wait, what is fatas? The after show. For the after show. Oh, yeah. So I've got a hashtag fatas here from uh, Stevens at Infinitum. Says that uh, he. Oh, I think it's a question. Plans for the Tri Cities Geocoin Challenge. So I think I think that should have a question mark at the end, maybe. As in plans for the Tri City Geocoin Challenge, or is it a statement? Plans for the Tri City Geocoin Challenge. Follows up saying, "I will be there myself, and would like to meet up with some of my favorite caching in the Northwest people." And I think he must be talking about the other folks in the chat. Exactly. Because people tend to avoid me like the plague. <laughs> yes. Uh, I will be. That's why there. we take you away every year. Yeah. <laughs> I will be at the Tri Cities Geocoin Challenge 2019. Who oh, will you know? Yes. You know, it's changed since you lived there. <laughs> you know, I was wondering how long it would take till that came up. Okay. Okay. So it has changed since <laughs> I've lived there. Okay. We're driving along a road. There used to be a road there. You got to turn left here. Wait, where did this road come from? This road didn't used to be here. And I wasn't even there for that Geocoin challenge. No, but you've heard the story. It doesn't matter what year it is. (laughs) That's true. You know, this wasn't here when I used to live here. Yeah. How many years have we done it? Four? Four years in a row we've done it together? I didn't even live there four years in a row. I think I only lived there. Did I live there three years? Maybe. I don't know. You had drive by sprinklers there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, if you are if you are thinking of coming to the Tri Cities Geocoin Challenge, a couple of things. First of all, look for Stevens at Infinitum. I'm sure he'll have some mm-hmm. recognizable way to recognize that he he is who he is. If you don't know him by face, um, also tune in next week when Jen is on the show and she is going to talk about everything you need to know for that event, which happens right at the end of June. Okay. June 29th. I'm, I'm going to work there this weekend. You can yeah. get a preview. Maybe. No, probably not. Go and get some of those early caches. Yeah. yeah. I could probably find them. I mean, how hard are you going to be, right? Exactly. Uh, what is it typically? Is it 40 caches? Um, yeah. That's 10 for each of the four Tri-Cities? Yeah, right. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, the math works at infinitum why it is the tri-cities there are four cities <laughs> um and yeah there are 40 caches for each you know 10 caches for each of the one of the caches in the tri-cities yep of and, the tri-cities. and there's not i think for this one it's not like a point system it's basically you just find the caches get the code words uh or stamps or what have you and um, and then get back to, and if I remember in the past, you could do like nine out of the 10 in each city and still qualify for the coin. You can, but I like to find them all. Well, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah. There you go. So yeah, that's a lot of fun. Um, it was last year. I think that, you know, instead of a quick little six hour drive, I made it a 10 hour drive hmm. by going down North and or down South and across the river. Uh, in order to get some Delorum map pages. So, uh, you know, if you want, you know, geocaching, the sport that takes 
that can take a quick drive and turn it into an all-day event. And why wouldn't you? I did. And hmm. <laughs> yeah, somebody's going to have to explain that four cities thing to me. Yeah. Yeah. The Tri Cities is four cities. Not much more explaining than that, eh? It's, yeah. There's four. Oh, he came back I, and he's gone. Sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah. no. Okay. So, full back. disclosure, my leg is cramping up for some reason. So, I'm standing <laughs> up. I'm standing up too. I, I, I like you coming in from the right side there. It looks, uh, Interesting. It's a little more dramatic this way. You like that? It's yeah. kind of kind of Brady Bunch type looking down from <laughs> you. Yeah, see if I can. I'll come in from. I don't know if this is any oh, good at all. This is, this is, we got a whole new thing going on. Yeah, no, oh, it's not going to work. This works. Okay, now I've rolled over my headphone cable and I'm stuck this way. <laughs> okay, well, a little closer to a little closer to home here. At least for those of us in the Puget Sound region. Yes. Valley Cities Geo Tour starts this Saturday. Oh, yeah. You guys got a brand new Geo Tour starting. Yeah. Yes. ValleyCitiesGeotour.com. I uh, mean, I love that fresh, just out of the box Geo Tour smell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was that two episodes ago or last episode when you talked about that? Dose. Two episodes ago. There you go. Cool. And there's a there's a kickoff event on Saturday morning. I'm looking, scrolling back, looking for the GC code because I pasted it in once upon a time. But uh, uh, yes, I had it earlier in the day. Yeah, I've I had it. Geotour.com. Well, Here's the kickoff thing. meet and greet. That is GC eight six one Z two. There you go. And. Many of the geocaching apps, once the once the geo tour is officially published um, next weekend, many of the uh, geocaching apps you can actually s just scroll through it and search by geo tour. So you even if you don't know mm -hmm. um, the actual name of the geo tour, you'll be able to pull it up. So if you're in the area, there's a meet and greet tomorrow night, Friday, mm -hmm. big event. Saturday, and then Sunday followed up with a CETO. Cool. Nice. That sounds awesome. Well, I hope you get a ton of people out and really enjoying that. I think that'll be that'll be awesome. It's great to have another geo tour in the Pacific Northwest light up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have to work all three days, so don't look well, for me in person in any of those events. As much as I would awesome. love to be there, this work thing gets in the way of geocaching. Yeah. We're going to need to fix that somehow. I know. We're I think fix we should that. start a GoFundMe. <laughs> for wit's end to not have to work on weekends. Oh, I was just going to get it so I didn't have to work. No. <laughs> I like the sound of that. Yeah, that's even better. Yeah. It depends on how the GoFundMe performs. <laughs> let's, let's, let's not set our target too high to start with. Oh, shoot for the moon. At least you'll get over the barn. <laughs> Nice. Uh, what else we got? What else? Uh, Skookum uh, here. It's a good looking coin for this GeoTour. Oh, okay. We're still talking about the GeoTour. Okay. Okay. We're done now. <laughs> it's a good looking coin. No, no, no. Please, please do tell. It's a good looking coin. Go on. That, that, that's what I had. Oh. And as with all GeoTours, if you can't make the kickoff events this weekend, don't fret. The GeoTour will still be going for a year and maybe more. Who knows? But and it's many good, more. Good for you. I guess it depends how many coins they minted or yeah. 
Well, no, because you always you pay for a year, right? Isn't that how they work? I believe exactly. so. Yeah, it's an yeah. annual subscription. So in a yeah. year, they'll decide if they're going to keep going. Right. Peach and um, Pete put a lot of work into it, and we talked about it two shows back. So did they say what kind of volume of coins? They have why MC three cats in the chat has just told us 300 coins are available for this tour. Ah, all right. Um, I'd be curious to know if they, I mean, I obviously don't in, expect them to track them like coin by coin, but maybe after the, the whole thing, the dust settles a week after it launches that if they could post, Oh yeah, we've got a hundred coins left or, Oh no, we've got uh, 20 coins left. Sorry folks. Yeah. <laughs> that would be handy to know. Because, you know, if you're going to be like us, where it's, you know, a four-hour, five-hour journey to get down there to do it, um, you know, it's the the coin isn't the only reason you're doing it. However, it is something that you would like to know at least, will I have a chance at earning right. it? Right, yeah. Well, on the webpage, that's valleycitiesgeotour.com, there is a contact us link where you could... Well, contact them before you head off to see, are there any geocoins left? Cool. There you go. All right. We're going to, we're going to move on to the next hashtag for TAS. Mm, Skookumber in bad English says, Skookumber say, maintain your caches. <laughs> That's right. One of our favorite reviewers is reminding everybody that it's spring and get your butt out and maintain your caches. I stopped by and looked at my cache today. Did you? It was still there. Good job. Awesome. Thank you. I actually checked to see if certain individuals had signed it like they said they did. Oh, log audits. Yeah. So you had an ulterior motive. Kind of. And, you know, it's a relatively small cache and somebody said they left a travel bug in there. And I'm like, how did they do that? <laughs> was it there? Or was it just a visit? I didn't see a travel bug in it. Mm. Did you see any bugs in it? <laughs> Probably penguin in it. Oh, penguin! It's a not that small a cache then. <laughs> Listen here, Batman. <laughs> he is a tiny supervillain. Yeah, in as far as supervillains go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, it also depends which actor was playing him at the time. Yeah, good True. point. All right. Uh, Keats ninety four has a hashtag for Tass. He's encouraging us to go and see his new YouTube videos. Check out Keats94GC and stay tuned for more adventures coming up. There you oh. go. Adding a GC at the end of a handle, that's a unique thing. Yeah, where have we seen that before? Uh, somebody. <laughs> I think the handles should just end and end. Should just end, that's it, done. Well, should end in end. Oh, that's you know. So like wits end end. Yeah, end. Um, oh, hey, that that's one that does that. Yeah, yeah. forgot about that one. <laughs> so it's really wits <laughs> with an end, end on the end. end, something like that. So you know where wits ends. Hmm. Well, there's more than one of me. <laughs> oh, I, I think I think one is more than enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you ever wanted to know where the wits end is, ah, yes. Speaking of end, have we come to the end of the after show? Oh, or please say we have. Dormore <laughs> <laughs> says she accidentally dropped a TV in a nano cache once. Mm. Whoops! Along with a kayak, I think. Could you get the Could you get the lid back on? <laughs> well, they're screw top, so once you get an edge in there, you can just force it down. Okay, <laughs> there you go. Oh dear. 
Hey, folks, thank you for joining us as we roam about tonight. But most of all, come back next week. And until then, get out and get caching in the Northwest.